You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Yisrael Shalok Achsadim Igoi. A straw that buys a field from a guy before it reached the point, the critical point known as a shlish. A third grown, a third of its maturity. So the, the Jew owns it at the critical moment. That means it, it was in the ownership, under the ownership of a Jew when it was grown. When it reached its maturity, halachic maturity state. So then he sells it back to the guy. It's chayv and shumas and ma'asis. Why is it chayv and shumas and Because it belonged to the Jew at the critical moment when it reached the shlish. What's the implication? The implication is that if the Jew had not bought it back, if the Jew had not bought it from him, then and it just was grown in the sada under the jurisdiction, under the ownership of the guy. What would it be? If he parted from shumas and ma'asis, so you see yesh kinyan legai that if it belongs, if tvo belongs to a guy while it grows to the point of a third, it's parted from shumas and ma'asis. So what he, that's how that holds. What is Rabba going to say? So the Gemara answers, no, no, no. We forgot to tell you one very important point. That Bryce is not talking about Eretz Yisrael. It's not talking about Eretz Yisrael. What's it talking about? Uh, Muncie? Where is it? If it's not talking about Eretz Yisrael, then it's not Chayv and Shemus at all. No, there are certain areas surrounding Eretz Yisrael and those areas which had um, a lot of import and export back and forth from Eretz Yisrael where the Chum said there's a Din Dirabban that you have to give Shemus and Maestros. Or let me say it a little bit differently. The, the land that sur- some of the areas of the land that surrounds Eretz Yisrael has Kedushas Eretz Yisrael, not Menatorot, Midirabbanon. So in that area where the whole Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael is all Midirabbanon, we say Yesh Kenyan. So there, if, people, if, if a guy owns that land and the tour grows while it's under the ownership of the guy in that land, what's that land called? So the says, that's called Surya. Surya is a place north, and, north, and, uh, north of Eretz Yisrael. And for whatever reason, it didn't uh, attain the full Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. The Chum said, this is not Kedushas Eretz Yisrael, but it has the halachic rabbinic status of Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. So there we say Yeshkin. But in Eretz Yisrael, if, even if it grows under the ownership of the guy, it's not Chayv and Trumas and Maestros. The Gemara says, so the Gemara says, let's read it again. Tashma, Yis- we didn't read it yet. Tashma, Yisrael Shalokach Sodemi Goy, Achlohi Vyashlish, Vachazru Machrolo, Mishhe Vyashlish, that means it belonged to the Jew when it grew. It was sold back to the guy. But while it grew to a shlish, it belonged to the Jew. Because the Jew owned it at the critical point of reaching a shlish. The Gemara says, The implication is the only reason it's chayv is because it was it belonged to the Yisrael at the time that it grew. But if it belonged to the guy, it would not be chayv. Why? Because when the guy owns land in Eretz Yisrael, it's not, it removes the chayv of Trumas and Maestros. The Gemara says, no, 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 no. Talking about Surya. Surya doesn't have din. That's not Eretz Yisrael. Surya is an area of northern Eretz Yisrael that Dabr HaMalach conquered, which didn't have Kedushas Eretz Yisrael, but the Rabbanon said, we'll make it a Kedushas Eretz Yisrael mid the Rabbanon. That's Kedusha mid the Rabbanon. So the Vilna Gaon says, wait a minute, that's interesting. Because if, if you say that in Surya, where the Chiv of Trumas and Maish is only mid the Rabbanon, you say Yesh Kenyan, that's important for us. Because Yesh Kenyan means that there's no Chiv Trumas and Maish. You know what also it probably means? It probably means, we're going to see that the Beis Yosef, very important, the Yosef Karo disagrees with what I'm about to say, but according to most of the posts in the Achmanon, we shown apparently, Yesh Kenyan means that if it belongs to the Jew, if it belongs to the guy, when it grows, it's not Chayav and Trumas and Maish, it also doesn't have the status of Peiro Shvis. During Shemitah, 
fruit, that fruit, vegetables, anything that grows in the non-Jews land, Yesh Kenyan says it's not chayiv. Shumas and Maishas, and it's not chayiv, and it doesn't have the status of it does, and and it does not have the status of peroshvius. That's what we would say according to the Mandam of Yesh Kenyan. It's like chutzlar. It's, it's like chutzlar. So it's not. So the fruit that grows there during shvius is not kedushas peroshvius. Why? Because it's growing in the non-Jews land. And the non-Jew holds, and we hold Yesh Kenyan when the Chiyav Zom with Rabbanam. But what about in Eretz Yisrael? We hold Ein Kenyan. So the Gros says, no, no, no. In Eretz Yisrael today, the Chiyav of Shemitah is also only with Rabbanam. It's also only with Rabbanam. Why is the, why? No, just like in Surya, the Chiyav's the Rabbanam. Why? Because it never had full Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. So that means any place where the Chiyav Shumus and Maisus and with the Chiyav to keep a certain mitzvah is only with the Rabbanon, if it's owned by the non-Jew, then it won't be Chayiv in that mitzvah. So if we can knock Shemitah, the Chiyav Shemitah down from a Minat Torah to a Midrabbanon today, then we would say Yesh Kenyan. That means you could sell land, assuming you can sell land. We discussed that already. Assuming you can sell land to a non-Jew, or if the land, the owned, the land is already owned by a non-Jew. So the tool that grows in his it's an Eretz Yisrael, but the tool that grows there is only Chayiv Midrabbanon in Shumas and Maishas. It's only Chayiv in Shemitah Midrabbanon. Why is it only Chayiv Midrabbanon? That we didn't say yet, that we discussed last week. We just started to discuss it. For whatever, if we can knock down the Chayiv Shemitah to a Midrabbanon, we'll say Yesh Kenyan. If we say Yesh Kenyan, then the tool that grows there doesn't have Kedushas Perushvis. Doesn't have Kedushas Perushvis. So what does that mean? It means when I buy Tua from land owned by a non-Jew in Eretz Yisrael, it's not Chayiv in Shumas and Maishas. And if it's during Shemitah, I can take that fruit and do whatever I want with it. It's like buying fruit in the sixth year and the fifth year and the fourth year. So why would it be that the Chiv of Shemitah today is only Midrabbanon? So we started to discuss that last week. Before we discuss, so let's discuss the reason, and then we'll say why Rav Soloveitchik had a problem with this Mahalach of the Vilna Gon. So let's see. The, the, um, take a look at the Gemara, and Mori Cotton, where the Gemara quotes from Rebbe, Rebbe Danasi, Gemara quotes from Rebbe, Zedvar Shmita Shamot, a double lotion of Shmita, Zedvar Hashmita Shamot. We're talking about two Shmitos. What are the two Shmitos we're talking about? So the Baliatosmus and Rashi somehow gets to this conclusion also. It's as follows. Just like the Shmita of Yovel, you know, during Yovel you can't work the land either. Just like the Shmita of Yovel is only Midrabanan today. So the Shemitah of the seventh year, what we call Shemitah, Shvi is Shemitah, is Talui in Yovel. And anytime Yovel is only Midrabonon, Shemitah will also only be Midrabonon. Oh, that's good, because now we know why Shemitah today is only Midrabonon. You know why Shemitah today is only Midrabonon? Because Yovel is not Minatora, and since Shemitah is Talui Yovel, and Yovel is not Minatora, so the most Shemitah can be is Midrabonon. Why is Yovel not Minatora today? Anybody keep Yovel lately? Anybody free any slaves lately? During the fiftieth year, you, you know, you hear the shofar, Yom Kippur, Tavir Shavu B'Chol Artzachem, right? Everybody actually to give up their homes to the original owner. Can you imagine? I'd have to give up my home to Pete Samara. I'm not sure who he is. He's a non-Jewish guy. He owned my. Home. That's only in Eretz Yisrael. Wouldn't apply here. But that would be interesting. He'd walk into a home that's a little bit bigger than the home that he sold us, right? You could deal. Um, so, so it means in Eretz Yisrael, there's a Din Yova which has the freeing of, of, of Avodim, you had as the concept of freeing of the houses going back, or the Yerusha, the Nachla going back, the houses going back to the, not the Yerusha, the houses going back to the original owner. Uh, it's uh, the Sados, Sados actually, not the homes, the Sados, Hachosos, the Bailam, the Sados would go back, stay Achuzim, go back to the original owner. 
So the law is as follows. The reason why Yovel today is only, everybody agrees Yovel today is only Midrabanon. The reason why is because the, the Torah says that for Yovel to be Menat Torah, you need it to be that Kol Yoshvel Most of the Jews and most of the Shvatim, not just most of the Jews, most of each Shevet has to be living in Eretz Yisrael. So you need not just 51% of Jews in the world, you need 51% of Shevet God, and 51% of Shevet Levi, and 51% of Shevet Yehuda, 51% of Shevet Yitzhakar, etc., etc. This whole Parshas Vayetze, you need 51% of every one of the Shvatim. That's what the Ramban says. The Ramban, if you take a look in Os Yutes, on page 5, I keep telling you where to go, don't never read it. It's my fault. I'll have to try to read a little bit. My fault. Page, page four. Also, test. Enu nikra kol yoshvel aleha v'lob balachem. It's not called kol yoshvel aleha. Ad ikarov kol shevet v'shevet. You need rov of each shevet. He's responding to the Rabbeinu Tam. The Rabbeinu Tam seems to have said that as long as you have some small representation of each shevet, you'd be chayiv in Yovel Menat Torah. Says v'chid tala al das haravz al the rav who's the rav does the rabbeinu tam hold sheim olu shnayim o shloshem mikol shevet have two or three guys from each shevet I'm from shevet God look I have my passport my God passport I'm from shevet Yisachar two or three guys from each shevet that's called kol yoshvei alav ad the ika sheim olu shnayim o shloshem mikol shevet v'shevet yehinovel nolgalem so therefore the rabbeinu the rabban the rabban says and this is the way I think we assume that in order for to be chayiv in yovel minatora you need kol yoshvei more than that, you need rove of each shevet, and you need each shevet living in their original uh, portion of Eretz Yisrael. Now the truth is, once we know who's from each shevet, I have a feeling by that time we'll be living in our own particular portions. So if anybody, if, if, the, someone's, if someone can come and say, you're from God, you're from Yisach, you're from Zvulun, he could probably tell us, you know what, and this is where you should be living with, that's probably what Mashiach is going, one of the things Mashiach or Leonovi is going to do. So, and at that point, Koyot, before that it's not Koyot Shvel. That means Yovel is not Minatora. Yovel is not Minatora, Shemit is not Minatora. Shemit is not Minatora, oh, Yesh Kenyan. Yesh Kenyan means that the guy's ownership of the land is Mafia, the Chiyuv of the things that grow in that land. No trumas and mice in that land, and no kedushas peroshvias. The fruits that grow do not have the status of shmit the fruit if it grows in a guy's land. Why? Because we hold the Ashkenyan. Again, why do we hold the Ashkenyan? It's Eretz Yisrael because the chivzal midrabanan. Why is the chivzal midrabanan? Because shmit is totally in Yovel. Why is Yovel not minator? Because you don't have kol yoshvel. I hope that's clear. Oh, oh. Santa points out. That's interesting. That's interesting. So if, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be taller, if you're gonna hang, if you're going to make dependent Shemitah to Yovel, so then it would follow as follows. When Yovel's Menatara, Shemitah is what? Menatara. And when Yovel's Midurabana, Shemitah is what? And when Yovel doesn't exist, then Shemitah what? Exactly. That's the position of the Balamor. Doesn't exist. I mean, it, it, today it doesn't. When Yovel's Minatora, Shmita's Minatora. Rebbe says, and when Yovel's Midrabanan, Shmita's Midrabanan. And when Yovel doesn't exist, there's no Yovel today. I mean, the mitzvah exists. We, it's not a mitzvah. It's, it's a mitzvah, Hanohegas Ladoros. The fact is, today, so why doesn't Yovel, why doesn't Yovel exist today? Let's, let's make Yovel. The answer is, you need a Bezdin Hagadol, but Yerushalayim, 
at least midirab. They're not going to say minat Torah. We're proclaiming Yovon um, freedom throughout the land because why? It's not called Yashvela. But midirabbanu let them proclaim it. You need a bezin hagadol. The moment the bezin hagadol dispersed, and there was no longer a bezin hagadol proclaiming Yovon midirabbanu. So that means Yovon does. There's no Yovon at all today. So there's no Yovon at all today. No Yovon at all today. Then the shemitah shouldn't be at all today. And that's the position of the Balamor and other Rishonim as well. Which is what we said the first, very first uh, time that we started learning, about six, uh, six weeks ago, that we said, the Snifla Hakel, that some of, some, not all, some of the, um, the proponents of the Hatamachira start the conversation by saying as follows. First of all, you should know that the whole din of Shemitah Bichlal today is not even Midraban and the whole thing is only Midas Chasidus. It's nice to keep Shemitah, Midas Chasidus, don't work the land. You can learn a little bit more, but the whole thing's, the whole thing doesn't exist today. Doesn't exist. Apicursus. No, it's not Apicursus at all. It's Rabbi Huda Anasi. Huda Anasi says, Shemitah is totally Yovel. So it's logical to say, Yovel Menatar, Shemitah Menatar, Yovel Midraban, Shemitah Midrabanam, Yovel nothing, Shemitah nothing. So why are we keeping Shemitah at all? That's nothing wrong with that. You're allowed to not work the land. You're allowed to eat the, the Peros, the Petoros Kedusha and not throw up. But the whole thing is only a Midus Chasidus Ba'alma. Let's see that inside. And the Ramban, of course, will take that and disagree with it. Ramban's going to disagree. But let, you should understand that that's at least, even though it's a rejected position, it's a position that we can throw onto the scale. And we're trying to find a heter for, for the farmers who are, you know, who are, who are working the land, and that's their whole parnasa, because first of all, you should know, the Balamor wasn't a lightweight, and he holds that there's shviyas, there's amidas chasidus today. That's the first thing you should know. And when someone starts to scream, ah, but it's, that's only the, that's my first punch. I'm not, I, 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 that's the jam. I'm coming, you know, there's other things that you can do too. The jab is, just to set up the, just to set up the whole thing, you should know the whole thing's Amidas Chasidus. You'll see it inside the Ramban says, you'll see it in a moment, on Osir Tess. Yesh Omrim, your test, O's your test, page four at the bottom. The Ramban quotes from the Balaam Or. I think the Ravid apparently held like this as well. There are those who said that Allah is like Rebbe. Rebbe. Who's Rebbe again? Rebbe holds that Shemitah is totally beyovel. That's the first step. The ain't Shemitah no Heges. Shemitah is not in play. El Bizman Shah Yovel. No Heg. When, when Yovel is in play, Shemitah is in play. The whole sugi in Gittin Lamed Vav, the whole sugi of Gittin Lamed Vav assumes that connection between Shemitah and Yovel. Without getting into the sugi of Prusbul, the sugi of Prusbul, the whole, just to take 30 seconds to talk about Prusbul, how could it be that the Chachamim could come along and say, listen, the, the halacha says that even, even though you lent him money, the halacha is that after, at the end of the seventh year, the moment Rosh Hashanah comes of the eighth year, the loan is batal, umavotal, mufka, you don't owe the person any money. Rabbi Huda, um, um, Rabbi Nasi? Hillel. Hillel comes along and says, I'm going to be Misak in Prusbal, and whatever Prusbal, however Prusbal works, that should be a shit that we should have certainly at the end of the year. However Prusbal works, you still owe him the money. The Torah says you don't own the money. How can Hillel come along and say you do own the money? So Hillel says, no, no, no. Shemitah is only midrabbanon. So once it's only midrabbanon, then I can come in and, and do my prisbal thing. Why Shemitah only midrabbanon? Well, because Shemitah ksafim is totally b'shemitah's karka. Shemitah's karka is totally b'yomel. And yomel is only midrabbanon. 
or it doesn't exist. So therefore, so the whole sugya of prusbul assumes that shemitah is midrabanan. So you're not, now you're going to say, oh, we don't hold shemitah. We don't hold like Rebbe, that shemitah is totally behold. The whole sugya assumes that shemitah is midrabanan, like Rebbe. So he takes it a step further. The shviz daraisa karabanan, bishal Torah ahalach And if shviz were minhat Torah today, like the rabbanan, not the rabbanan, like the rabbis who disagree with Rebbe, and don't hold of that connection between Shemitah and Yovo. Given the Kaimah, so therefore, and then we would go, we wouldn't allow Prusbul because it wouldn't make sense that Hillel can be misakin, that you owe the money when the Torah says you don't owe the money. The only reason why Hillel can say you don't owe the money is because the Torah itself never says you don't owe the money. Because Shemitah today is only Midirabon. And then he goes further. The Kivin the Kaimah on the third line. Sha Shemitah Tluya Biyovo Ledvar Torah. Since Shemitah is totally in Yovel on the level of Menat Torah, that the only time Shemitah is Menat Torah is when Yovel is Menat Torah. So even Midirabonon, when you lower the, 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 the stick, even Midirabonon, Shemitah is not going to be in play unless what's in play, Midirabonon? If you want, Yovel, Af Shemitah, Af Midirabonon, Ene no Heges, even Midirabonon there's no Shemitah, Elabazman, Shahayovel no Hagu Midirabonon. When Yovel's no egg, midrabbanon. Given the hechad, the tikkun rabbanon, zechol shmita, tikkun zechol yovel. That if they made a tikkun, a drabbanon for yovel, then we make a drabbanon for shmita. V'yevshar she tikkun lozev, lo tikkun lozev. You can't make a tikkun for shvius and not a tikkun for yovel. You can't say shmita today's midrabbanon and yovel doesn't exist because shmita is totally biyovel. Lezet lefi shem pliy bezuzuzuk. In the olden days, the Balamor is talking. The Ramban's quoting the Balamor. In the olden days, you know, five, six hundred years ago, there was a Bezdin Hagodol in Eretz This is post Churban, and this is post Yovel, post Kol Yoshvel. But there was still a Bezdin Kavua in Eretz Yisrael. So Midrabonim, they would proclaim Yovel Midrabonim. So higher bezin kavod itself, but tokenim shalchen avodim v'sodos chosvus l'baleim. The fields would go back to the baleim. The fields, the the steach who's uh, Reuven would move back to Reuven, and Shimon would move back to Nachal Shimon. I don't know if you go that far back, and we'd free the, the slaves. So when Yovel is Listen to this line. There's no bedin there. There's no chauffeur. There's no shiluach avodim. No a cloud. There's no Yovel at all. It's a therefore af shmita a line down and in ohegas kal afilu midivrayem. There's no shmita at all, even midirabbanim. Lo bahashvodas kaka v'lo bahashmatas ksafim. And that's the dice harayved and the balamor. Do you hear that vart? It actually makes a lot of sense. Compare it if you're comparing it. Compare it. If you make a comparison, make a comparison. Makes a lot of sense. The last words bein zemachar. It's not correct. Raman says it's not correct. The, the why? He brings rias, he brings rias, and he says, the connection between Shemitah and Yovel on a level of Torah, the moment you go down to Rabbanon, that connection disappears. And it's very possible to have no Yovel and yes Shemitah. The Chiv with the Rabbanon of Shemitah had nothing to do with comparing it to Yovel. Minat Torah, you need, if you, for Shemitah to be Minat Torah, you need Yovel Minat Torah. But the moment you move down to the Rabbanon, the rabbi said, we don't have a Zecher Liyovel, we have a Zecher, we have a Shemitah with the Rabbanon. That's the Machlokas. Amazing. So it turns out that according to the Balmor, according to the Ravid, there's no Shemitah today, Bechlal. Zero. Ah, uh, but people are keeping Shemitah even then? Yeah, it was, I mean, there's Chassidus. There's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with taking a, a sabbatical. 
That's a very nice thing. But it's only Midas Chasidus. Midas Chasidus, wow, it's incredible. So now, we said that if Shemitah is Midrabanon, we say Yesh Kenyan. What if Shemitah doesn't exist at all? It doesn't exist at all. You don't have to sell it to a guy. You can work the land yourself. So we don't hold like that position. But at least we should say, some tell this Midas Chasidus. And some say that it's Midrabanon, and when you sell it to a guy, when it's Midrabanon, you say Yesh Kenyan. If you say Yesh Kenyan, there's no Kedushas Perishvias, and maybe even you can work the land. And that was the position of the early, um, uh, the early Rabbanim. Even though they didn't want to go that far to say that a Jew can work the land Bavodas Karka Minhatora, but certainly Malachas Midrabanan they allowed, and the Perus that grew from that land did not have the status of Kedushas of Per of Shemitah Perus, which means you could do business with it. We didn't really discuss what it means to be Perus Shmias, but you could do business with it, you can eat it, you can throw it out. There's no Indian of Hefsid, there's no Indian of Schora, you can do whatever you want with those Perus. It doesn't have any special status because it grew in the non Jews land. Let me just say before a question, let me just say what the Rub said on the opposite extreme. The Rub said as follows. Danny, you mentioned this last week. Let's just to see it inside. We made an assumption of the Vilna Gaon. The Vilna Gaon's assumption was, listen to this, Tifa Vart, which means a deep idea. Um, the assumption of the Vilna Gaon was, since Surya's Midrabana, and there you say Yesh Kenyan, and therefore if a non-Jew owns land in Surya, you could probably work the land, maybe, and certainly the Peros would not be Chayv and Shumas and Maestros, and perhaps, probably, the Peros would not have Kedushas Perishvis. So, so too in Eretz Yisrael today, where the Chayv Shemitah is only Midrabanon, why again? Because it's totally in Yovel. Maybe it doesn't exist at all. But at least it's Midrabanam, because there's no Yovel in Torah. So, so to an Eretz Yisrael today, we should say, Yesh Kenyan. So the moment the Goy owns the land, so the Karka, not the Karka, the, the, the Peros, and even the Karka perhaps doesn't have Kedusha, and therefore that Tvua, that Karka, that Peros can be worked, and you can eat the fruit without any issue of Schorah, of Hefzid, it doesn't have Kedusha's Perishvis. So Danny said last week, wait a minute, you can't necessarily mix me the Rabbanons. Not all the Rabbanons are created alike. He said something like that? Something like that. Not exactly in those words, but something like that. Not all the Rabbanons, what does that mean? You have to understand, why should it be that Yesh Kenyan in Surya? Why in Surya, if the guy owns the land, do you then say that somehow there's no Kedusha? Why? So the reason why, the Rav said, Rav explained in... Written in, uh, in the in, in the Rav Shiurim on Masech the Chala. Chala is actually a Masech of, of Mishnayis. So it actually has a Gemara Yerushalmi as well. It's not just what we eat on Shabbos. The the an Osiyot Beis Shuri Harav Osiyot Beis says as follows: Very beautiful. And once you hear it, you go, Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense too. It says as follows. Why, why is the Chi of Trumas and Maestros and Shvias only Midrabanan in Surya? Why is it only Midrabanan in Surya? And not a Kedusha what? It never had Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael to start with. It's not Eretz Yisrael. It's, it's somewhere, probably, in Syria or somewhere near Syria, right? So it doesn't have Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael to begin with. So the rabbis came along and said, David HaMelech conquered the land. He didn't, he did it before he conquered Aristotle proper. And he didn't necessarily get permission from Sanhedrin and, and the Urbatumim, but he conquered the land. So we're going to imbue that land with Kedusha K 
can't be Kedusha Minat Torah, it's not Eretz Yisrael, and it's not, it's not annexed to Eretz Yisrael on a level Minat Torah, but Midrabbanu will put Kedusha on it. We'll put Kedusha on it. So how much Kedusha does it have? It has Kedusha, Eretz Yisrael, Kedusha is Eretz Midrabbanu. We talk about Eretz Yisrael proper. So, what's the reason it's only Midrabbanu today? Why is Shemitah only Midrabbanu today? What do we say? According to Rebbe. Because it's told, because there's no Yovel, there's no Shemitah. So, the Kedusha of the land is certainly, presumably, according to the Rabbim and most Rishon, the Kedusha of the land of Eretz Yisrael is Minat Torah. The Kedusha's Haaretz is Minat Torah. There's a side reason. There's a side reason why it's only Midrabban. What's the side reason it's Midrabban? Because if Yobos, if Yobos not Minat Torah, then Shemitah is not Minat Torah. So Shemitah at most could be Midrabban. Maybe it's only Midrabban, but at most it could be Midrabban. Maybe it's only Midrabban. So, Yesh Kenyan says that a guy's ownership can be mafkia kedushas aretz. Yeah, if, if the kedushas only the rabbanon, it can be mafkia kedushas aretz. But if the kedushas minat Torah, and there's only a side reason why it's chayiv the rabbanon, the Yesh Kenyan can't say has nothing to say with regards to that. Yesh Kenyan says when the whole kedushas only the rabbanon, if it's owned by a non-Jew, so in that case, there's no kedusha at all. When the Kedush is Midrabbanan, it doesn't matter if it's owned by a Jew or... When this is Midrabbanan, then it matters if it's owned by a Jew or non-Jew. But if the Kedush is Haaretz, the Kedush is Haaretz, it's Torah. It is, why, so why are you only Chai Midrabbanan? It's a side reason, it's totally Biova, that's a side thing. But the Kedush is Haaretz, it's only Midrabbanan, it's Torah. For that, Yesh Kenyan has no role, doesn't play any role. That's not what the Rav says. It's basically what the Rav, the Rav says it further. I want to read it to you inside, let's read it. He says as follows. Kenyan Be'eret Yisrael... Uh, when Yisrael owns land in Eretz Yisrael, when a Jew owns land in Eretz Yisrael, there are actually two aspects to that ownership. Nechlak lebeiz kinyanim. I shouldn't say it like that. Jewish ownership of land, the Jewish ownership of land in Eretz Yisrael is split into two parts, the two categories. One is called the Kenyan Klali. If I own a house, you know, in, in, in Rechavia, which, which we don't. But if I owned the house, it would be nice. If I, we owned the house in Rechavia, right? So that house, that home, that front yard, do they have front yards in Rechavia? Backyards? Not really. Uh, okay. So that area that I own is actually owned twofold by the Jewish people. One is owned by the Jewish people. It's Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is owned by the Jewish, the collective Jewish people, which includes that home too. And particularly, I have a, like a specific ownership of that particular home. So it's what we call Eretz Yisrael, there's a Kenyan Klali of Eretz Yisrael, and then there's a Kenyan Prati of the particular person who owns this particular piece of land. Eretz Yisrael, let's read it together. Kenyan Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael, Nechlak Mishnei Chalakim. Kenyan Klali, She Eretz Yisrael, He Nechlas Klali Yisrael. The Yerusha He Lanu, Me'avol Sinu. V'gam Ha'idei HaKibush, Ubegeder Kenyan Nasu Klai Zemokhzakim. Klai Yisrael, and certainly once we conquered Eretz Yisrael, it became our, whose? Who did it become? It became ours as a whole. And when we conquered the land, that was just a continuation of the fact that Hashem gave the land to Avon, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. And then there's another Kenyan in Eretz Yisrael called the Kenyan Prati. A specific Kenyan. That when I, when, when Yahushua came into the land and he split up the land to each shaver, then each family and each person got his own little piece of land, and that's my home, and that's my field, and that's my house. That's called, it's Klai Yisrael's collective land, which is specifically owned by me. 
You hear that there's a Kenyan Klali and there's a Kenyan Prati. So now, when I sell my land to a non-Jew, what am I selling? Am I selling the Kenyan Klali? Who am I to sell the Kenyan Klali? You can't sell the Kenyan Klali. You know what I could sell? I could sell my specific Kenyan Prati. Now, in Surya, when the Rabbanim put a Kedusha Sa'aretz in Surya, you know what they put? You know what they said? It's not Klal Yisrael's land. It means that when a Jew owns land, there's a Kenyan Prati, what we call Kedusha Sa'aretz Yisrael, with regards to this, when a specific Jew owns land in that, if you buy land in Muncie, in Teaneck, in Bergenfield, that's not going to have Kedusha Sa'aretz Yisrael. If you buy land in Surya, you'll have a Kenyan Prati, Shal Kedusha Sa'aretz Yisrael there. So you have only have a Kenyan Prati in Surya, you sell that to the non-Jew. I can sell my Kenyan Prati. Yesh Kenyan removes the Kedusha with regards to the specific Kenyan that I have in Surya. But in Eretz Yisrael, I have, there's two Kenyanim. There's the Kenyan Klali and there's the Kenyan Prati. I can sell my Kenyan Prati, but the Kenyan Klali, Yisrael, that has nothing to do, that's not, I never, I never, I never owned that to begin with. It's not for me to sell. And I doubt that the government of Eretz Yisrael can sell that either. No one can sell that. I don't know if Abbas and Yaakov tried to sell it if it could be sold. That, probably not. Hashem gave it to us. Right? So if that can't be sold, so that's why Yesh Kenyan can only remove a Kenyan Prati, can't remove a Kenyan Klali. So the Kenyan Klali still remains as long as you're in Eretz This is what Danny meant. That there's two different Kenyanim. Surya, that's a Kenyan, that, they never had a, they never had Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael. And they put on a Kedusha the Rabbanon. What kind of Kedusha? Kedusha's Prati. That you can sell to a non-Jew. It removes the Chi of Chumas and Maishas. And there's no Kedusha Perishvias on the fruits that grow in Surya. Eretz Yisrael. Two Kenyanim, Kenyan Klali, Kenyan Prati, Kenyan Klali. I can sell the Kenyan Prati, but the Kenyan Klali that's Amisrol's that I can't sell. So how is, so, so, so that doesn't remove the Kedusha that exists in the produce that, gro- that grows in something that's called the Kenyan Klali of Amisrol. And therefore, Yesh Kenyan in Eretz Yisrael, even if it's only the Rabbanon, will not remove the Kedusha's Perashvias, he'll still be high from Shubas and And the Rav explains that's exactly what Rabba meant. The reason why that the guy does not own a Kenyan to be mafia the Trumas is because it was never the Jew who sold it to him to, to, to sell the Kenyan clothing in the first place. That was never sold. That's always in place. It's always Am Yisrael's Eretz. It's always Am Yisrael's land, in which case the Kedusha remains, and therefore you still have Trumas and Maestros, and therefore the Halacha of Yesh Kenyan does not apply in Eretz Yisrael, even if the particular Halacha of Shvis is only going to be on today. So it turns out, we have Mikatsa Lakatsa. Some say the whole din of Shemitah doesn't apply at all today. Now, when I say some say, I mean some Rishonim who we don't pass in life, but there's a position, Balmor the Ravid. Some say, Shemitah is Midrabanon, but Yesh Kenyan can remove it. Because it's Midrabanon, if you sell it to an Anjou, it'll be removed, just like Surya will be removed. And the Rav says, one second, first of all, it's only... It's true, it's true that we, we don't pass that there is definitely Shemitah today, but Yesh Kenyan cannot remove the Shemitah of the Rabban in Neretz Yisrael, because the Kedusha Sa'aris is Minatora. The Chi of Shemitah is Minatora, the Kedusha Sa'aris is Minatora. Why? Because it's Am Yisrael's Aretz, and that Yesh Kenyan can never touch. So either you don't need Yesh Kenyan because the whole Shemitah is Midas Chasidis. You need Yesh Kenyan, but you have Yesh Kenyan because the whole Chi of Zalmi You need Yesh Kenyan and you don't have Yesh Kenyan because you pass in Ain Kenyan because as long as you're in Eretz Yisrael, that part of the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael can never be sold to an Anjah. So what's the halacha lemaisa? <laughs> That's the machlokas. This is exactly the machlokas today. The Hatem Machira says we can use the, the position of Midas Chasidus. You can use that as a, as a, as a, as a, as a jab. 
And we hold the Kenyan in Eretz Yisrael because the whole thing is only Midrabanon. And the position of 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 uh, of the the hisnadus, the position of those who are against Adam and say, first of all, let's just go through. Let's re- let's review. First of all, you're not allowed to sell the land in the first place because it's lo sachanim. So all your all your you know your your gymnastics are not going to work. Lo sachanim means you can't sell land to it. But even if you do sell the land and somehow the the sale goes through because you didn't do it through a shliach because. Because if you did it through a shlich, then we have a separate problem of ancient shlich Maybe the whole shlich will be bottled. So you didn't do it through a shlich. Nowadays, the farmers sign. I think someone just told me that the 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 the, 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 the had thousands of farmers signing the contract themselves, selling it straight to the non-Jew. First time this was ever happened. The farmers themselves—they're not just making the rub, the shliach, and saying you take care of it. They were signing the contracts themselves. So there's no issue of So you can sell the land, and even if you can't sell the land, but I hold you can't sell the land, so it's already sold, and there's no problem of shliach because I'm not doing it through a shliach. So you sell the land, and um, was, I, was I in the in the in the the somchin al hatemachira? Those who agree with the hatemachira, I was against that hatemachira. So first of all, you can't sell the land. And if you sell the land, it's not going to help because we paskin ain't Kenyan. Oh, but it's only we do our on today. Yeah, but the but the but the kedusha sa'aris is minat Torah, and that that we never say Yeshkin. So we still hold Ain Kenyan, and since we still hold Ain Kenyan, so, the, so you didn't do anything. You sold it to the non-Jew. You still can't work the land, and the fruits still have kedusha sparishlius. So you basically accomplish nothing with the hetemachir. Okay, so let's go to the next step. Yeah, or take some questions first. In Syria, yes. If a, if a Jew owns land there, in Syria, yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. So how do you get? It's so you can't get it back. You can buy it back. But you, you've lost that kedusha. So you buy it back. You buy back the land. But then it doesn't have any kedusha at all. It's just a a a, a property guy buying. Right. It has. It has. No, it's not like buying Muncie because in Muncie the Chazal never said that the land has any kedusha at all, even if it not, even if a Jew buys it. But the only you can buy it back. I don't. I, why can't you buy? The, 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 the land has the potential that if it, if it's owned by a Jew, that in that in that area in that place called Syria, will have kedusha Eretz Yisrael. If it's owned by a Jew, if it's owned by a non-Jew, so then it's removed. So you're saying that a kedusha property affects the kedusha of the of Eretz Yisrael of that land. Right. So you're, you're, you're saying that a Kedusha Prati um, in one case helps a Kedusha of the land and in Eretz Yisrael. You're, you're saying so, it has nothing to do with you. No, it has, it has, no, there's two Kedushas in Eretz Yisrael and when you sell the land to a Jew, it also removes the Kenyan Prati. But the fact is there's still a Kenyan Kloli. There's still a Kenyan Kloli and that you can't sell. So therefore the Kedusha of, 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 of Shviz and Shumas and will still remain even after it's sold to the non-Jew. In Eretz Yisrael? In Eretz Yisrael, it's both. As long as a Jew owns it, you have both, Klali and Prati. If a Jew sells it, you have Klali and not Prati. And in Syria? It's only Prati. But the Kedusha comes from the Prati? The Chazal said, when a Jew will own land in Syria, we imbue it with Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael. So the Kedusha comes from the Prati? That's right. The Kedusha, the rabbi said, when, the Lushan of, uh, in the, in the Sefer, Look at them right in the middle, right in the middle. Vizehu, um, about five, six lines down. Vizehu beer shitas rabba. She ain't kinyin legoy lahafkia. What does it mean, ain't kinyin legoy lahafkia? She kedushas ha'aretz, the kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, the truma, with regards to truma samachas, tluya be kinyin ha'kloli she'esh li Yisrael ba. 
And therefore, you can sell it from today till tomorrow to the non-Jew. That will always remain. A guy owning it is not going to remove that Kenyan. And he goes further to say, the And so the reason why a guy Kenyan removes the Kedusha, it's not just because it's Midr that's not what it is. Since it was not conquered in the proper way, it wasn't conquered in a way where first we conquered Eretz Israel. If Zavod Melech would have first conquered all of Eretz Israel, then we can annex those areas around Eretz Israel that would have a full Kedusha's character of Eretz Israel. It would be Kenyan Kali and Kenyan Prati. But because he conquered it first, so he didn't get permission from the Sanhedrin and from the from the bed, since he didn't get he did it as he did it, he conquered it as a Yachid, so therefore it remained Kedusha's Yachid, it remained Kenyan Prati. said that because of the Kenyan Prati, the Kedusha has Kedusha's arts Midrabanon. Just let's, let's, he says it cl- more clear than I can say it. So let's read the last five lines. We'll read it slow. With regards to selling the lands in during the seventh year. Because today, the whole Chiv Shumas is only And certainly, that's a question, but certainly Shviz is only Midrabanon. Because the Ramam says you need Bias Kulcha. And Shvis is Zalmi because you need Yobo. Yobo needs to call Yoshvei So the whole thing is Zalmi today. But he says, Vimkein Lechorah said, therefore, one should suggest, Lo Goram Misurya, it's no different than Surya. Shehi which is also Midra And therefore, we'd say, Yesh Kenyan, Be'amru Yesh, Ba Kenyan Lagoy, Lafkiyah Mechiv Chuma Maisra. Ha'chlefi Mashin Izbar. According to what we just explained, we can be mechalik, and we have to be mechalik. Bein Surya shechiyuv midrabanim, which means churya whose chiyuv is midrabanim. Lebein Eretz Yisrael b'zman hazeb, which means Eretz Yisrael b'zman hazeb shechiyuv midrabanim, and Eretz Yisrael b'zman hazeb with the chiyuv midrabanim. What's the difference? Surya is midrabanim, Eretz Yisrael is midrabanim. Surya we say yesh kenyan, Eretz Yisrael today you should say yesh kenyan. No, why? The whole nature of the Kedushan Surya is a, a, a Kedushan which is together in Kenyan Prati. That you can sell to a non-Jew. So if a non-Jew owns it, it removes that Kedushan. However, there's a Nifgai, the Kenyan Haggai, and that, that's removed through the Kenyan Haggai. Avol, Beret Yisroel, Af Bizman Hazeb, Shechayuva Midrabonon, even though it's Midrabonon, but the Rabbanon the, the, the is that what's the Rabbanon? The Rabbanon is that we consider this land Kenyan Haklali of Am Yisrael or the Kedushas the, the Haklali was never removed in the first place and therefore Kenyan Zeh Eim B'Kenyan Eim B'Kawach HaKenyan HaGoy LaHafkiya that's a good question can you sell land in Surya? Probably, probably. I would say yes. I would say yes. Los is probably when there's a king. Eretz Yisrael proper. There's Los Lachanim. I would say so. Can you not call First of all, I, I don't think I would think that that's not possible. Even if we had all of Am Yisrael together, you know, there's a there's a. Next week we're going to talk about the Mabit and the famous Machoks Mabit and Beis Yosef. Very important. They were they were Chaverim in Svat on the same beds and they argued about wonderful things. Real Melchamta Shal Torah. 
So uh, I actually have the page here. But I thought maybe we'd have we get to it, but uh, I'm smart enough not to get out because I figured we wouldn't get to it. But either way, the big machlokah. So the mabit was um, was was um, was one of the few rabbanim who had, who who received smicha post um, when smicha was stopped. You know, about two thousand years ago. I don't think it was two thousand years ago. It was 16, 1,600 years ago. How did he get smicha? That's a good question. So we'll have to discuss that in a different year. But he got smicha. His rabbi, Rabbi Yaakov Beirav, and uh, the Rabbi Yosef Karo, uh, gave him smicha. But real smicha. Not the smicha that I have from, from, from YU. Smicha that you get from Rabbi Yosef Karo, which is, Ishmi piyish ad Moshe Rabbeinu. Ishmi piyish ad Moshe Rabbeinu. They had a, you can say that they had a direct line. Ishmi, so they didn't have a direct line. But, so there's a machlokas. <laughs> and al-regalach, there's a machlokas. If you had, if you have all the chacham of Yisrael that would agree to give a certain person smicha, then you can give a certain person smicha. Even though you don't have Ishmi piyish ad Moshe Rabbeinu. So the, the Rambam, I think, uses the lotion of Kol Chachme Yisrael. And then there's a Machokas, when the Rambam says Kol Chachme Yisrael, does he mean Kol Chachme Yisrael or Rov Chachme Yisrael? But the Shaila is, how can you get Kol Chachme Yisrael to agree that we should remove, you know, the Kedusha of Akin HaKol Yavam Yisrael? You know, I, I like to just put up an Eruv and we'd be happy, you know? And you got to get all, all Chachme Yisrael. I don't think it's happening any time before Mashiach. Which is a good thing. Melchav Torah, it's supposed to be like that. But, uh, so I don't think that would be appropriate anyway. You want to remove it? It says, you know, to se- yeah. So anyway, so that's, that's the Yisod Hadover here. What we have to just, um, continue to discuss is this Machlokas bit and the Beis Yosef about the nature of Hefger. We didn't discuss any at all the nature of Hefger during the Shemitah year and how that relates to the Chiv Shomas and Maestros. And that will continue next week. Let's take one or two questions here, Jules. Yeah. Yeah. From the beginning. I don't think so. Right. No, it is. He's just not high of Shumas and Right. So, so it's 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 the ownership that makes. No, there's there's something called this Kenyan Haklali. There's a kid. There's a Eretz Yisrael belongs to Am Yisrael. There's no Kenyan Aprati on this particular farm because it's owned by a non-Jew and it was never owned by... Well, you're saying it was never, ever owned by the non-Jew? By, by the Jews? Three generations. Three generations. So three generations. It's Am land that happens to be particularly owned by the non-Jew. So it doesn't matter. And Kenyan Lerai, it's still... It's still he's, I'm, if I buy land, if I buy tour from him, I'm Chayev and Jumas and How come he's not Chayev? Because he's a non-Jew and there's only seven misses, but they know but you're right. That land is chayv and shumas and maestros if a Jew if a Jew buys the tzur, right? Yeah. Does anybody have a problem with the fact that there's no sale of the land? Not that we know about, but that this is really a fiction. Yes, I discussed that as well. But the moment you the moment you go there, which is a very important place to go, then we're probably all we may all be in violation of Bayra by Matzi every Pesach as well. Right. Um, so, so that's a question. That's a question. So, however, we, with regards to that question, however, we get out of, or however we describe, explain, the uh, you know, the, 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 you can sell the chametz of you know all of Bergen County to a to a to a janitor in, in Fairlawn is uh, however however that works. It's a good question. However that works, the, you're going to have to use that svara to explain how you can sell Eretz Israel. You know, selling Eretz Israel to to a. To an Arab who's, you know, in, in, in the West Bank. What? I thought that originated because of sort of economic exigencies that, you 
Where, what originated? Well, that's what. That's how this originated too. And it's such a big deal to, to, to throw out the hundred dollars of whiskey. Yeah, you take your whiskey and you throw it out. I have to sell my box of macaroni because I'm going to save 85 cents. Doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. So that's what some say. Some say chametz, dog and gomer. For sure, you shouldn't sell. Tarov is chametz. So there you very many of you you're not over by Rabbi Yamatsi anyway. So there you can sell. Because you're not over anyway. You can keep that anyway, according to some Rishonim. But you're right. The chametz, dog and gomer. You should, you should pour it into the, uh, or give it away. Give it away. You know, if you give it away, you might be over a little sechanim. Because you're not supposed to give a, a non-Jew a gift for no reason whatsoever. But you find someone that there's a reason to give it. You give it to a neighbor. You know, you give him some schnapps. He'll mow your lawn or something. Um, huh? Right, whatever. Right, right, right. So, I, so, good question. However you figure out how you do mecheres chametz. But how do we do mecheres chametz? Well, however you sell the bechor behemoth tahara before it gives birth. That's an old question. Then we sell the chametz and then we can sell the land of Eretz Yisrael. That's a good question. Do we even keep Yovel today? When Yovel's not knowing, maybe there is no 50th year. That's a whole question to begin with. According to some Tanoyim, there really is no Yovel year. When I said there's no Yovel year, what that means is that you have 777, you have 49. And according to some Tanoyim, the 50th year, which is Yovel, is the first year of the next cycle. So if we don't know when, that's a, we never even got into that, but the whole, there's a, there is a, another question that comes up, and that is, do we even know when Shemitah really is? Are we really sure that this is the year of Shemitah? Now, why should we not be sure? I mean, I know when the last Shemitah was, so I know when the last, I can go back a hundred years easy. I have, and then they can, the people who are there can certainly go back a hundred years. So, and they, so we can go back. Yeah, but the Tanoim themselves had an argument about when Yovah was. And if you have a machok is when Yovel is, and you have a machok is when Shemitah is. Why? Because if Yovel is year 50, and then the next year of the cycle is 51, that means Shemitah is 8 years from now. The 49th year, Shemitah is 8. And if you hold Yovel's year 1, then Shemitah is 7 years from now. So, if we, so the Tanayim themselves are arguing when Shemitah is. And how do we pass it is a whole question. So that's already too dangerous to go there. But when you go there, people will, you know. So that, that is a part of the discussion as well, yeah. Yes. How come they weren't selling the land during Shemitah at the time of the Mishnah? I mean, during the, anytime, anytime Shemitah became a Durabana, we should have started to hear about the Hatim Achira. It's an interesting question whether Yovel, in, during Bayashani, because the Machlokas Rishonim, it's interesting to have a Machlokas about this, was there Yovel during Bayashani? It's related to what we mentioned before, you know, Bayashani, the Jews, most of the Jews were already in Golos, right? So, so you don't have Kol Yoshevel Aleha. So, but that's where, that's where the Rabbeinu Tam says, no, there were some Jews who were, they brought back. There were some Jews from every Shevet in every Israel. The Rabban says, some Jews from every Shevet? We have three guys from, 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 from Zvolen, and that's Yoshev Aleph. That's, that's, that, that's what, that's what, we didn't know who all the Shvatim were, we could, so there were certain individuals who could say, I'm, I'm Yisachar, I'm Zvulun. So Rebbeinu Tam says, we had a few people from each Shev, and then Israel, so Yehovah was Menachah. The Ramban says, he doesn't think that's correct at all. You need Rov, Kol Shev, every Shev. So it's a good question. If you go back far enough, and you hold like the Ramban, that during Bayashani, already Bayashani there was no Yehovah, and you pass on like Rebbe, that Shemitah's Midrabonon, and you hold like the Gra, 2,000 years ago. That Yesh Kenyan means that even in Eretz Yisrael, you can remove the Kedushas cars and you should be able to sell the land during Bayashani and be able to work the land or at least not have Kedushas Parish. We don't hear about it at all. That's a good question. 
don't know. Maybe they weren't so concerned. Maybe they had more bitachon and they just, <laughs> they rested the land and, and period. Maybe. I don't know. We do have some Gemaras that talk about, you know, Arnona, where, where the Jews would be, would rent the land. From, it could be that something like that was going on. But it's not so clear. It's not so clear. Okay, so next week we'll, uh, we'll continue with the Mabit and the Beis Yosef, and then we'll um, move on to the Otzer. Hopefully in two weeks we'll start discussing the concept of Otzer Bez and what that means and how it relates. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.